Welcome back to another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. This is a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated, which provides management, publicity, and related services. I hope you've been receiving the weekly e-newsletter that I send out every Wednesday. There is information in there about the latest podcast episode, plus other goings-on, including exclusives that only the people who are signed up to that list get to see first. If you are not getting that, it's quick and easy to sign up. Just go to the show website, nhte.net, and pop in your email address. Joining me today on location in Alabama at the Lake Martin Songwriters Festival, my guest is a singer, songwriter, guitar player who has a brand new full-length album in the works, which we will hear about today. Plus, she has already gotten a top 10 song in Belgium. She lives in Nashville, but is performing three times at the event that we are all here together for. And then 10 days from now, she will be performing at Freedom Jam St. Louis 2021. Plus, in September, she will be performing internationally. She has even gotten aligned with a clothing sponsor. Three years ago, she was the guest on episode 247 of this show. We've been hearing a song of hers called We've All Been There. Welcome back to Now Hear This Entertainment, Kenzie Coppin. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be back. It's been too long. And how, and how. It's great to finally see you again. I know that we, quote unquote, see each other on social media all the time, but gosh, the last time we were actually face-to-face might have been when we did the first interview down at the Pensacola Beach Songwriters Festival. So we've gone from the Gulf beaches to the lakeshore. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, I feel like I've been to so many special places just for just for songwriting and singing. It's amazing, and it's so good to see you again. No doubt. Um, I was a mess back then. I'm still, I'm still quite a mess, but, you know, I'm just a better version of a mess. <laughs> a we will shinier. talk about that. We will talk about that. But let's start off by having you share with the audience all about the song of yours that was just playing called We've All Been There. Yes. Um, so I wrote that song with Kylie Fry and Emma Zink. And um, it's actually the first time I had met Emma Zink and the fir- one of the first times I wrote with Kylie. Um, they had had a great night the night before, and they're younger than me. And uh, I was kind of schooling them. Like, they were like, yeah, we were, you know, singing Shania and da-da-da-da. Well, I, I told them about, you know, 2 a.m. tattoos. They were like, what are 2 a.m. tattoos? I was like, when you get, you're having a great time, you go get a tattoo at 2 a.m. That's that's been done before, but uh, we had a really good time writing it, and I released it, um, I guess, the beginning of this year. I can't remember exactly, but um, I I just love the song, so it's going to be on on the full-length album as well. Awesome. And I hope you have a good answer for me on this. Otherwise, I'm going to be sad because I think there's a nice teaching moment here. There's probably aspiring performers who are listening that hear guests like yourself talk about, I had just met this person or I wrote this with so-and-so who this was my first time writing with him or her. And as routine of a question as this might sound, everybody's got to start somewhere. And the people who are just, just starting are probably saying, like, how did she meet those two? Right. Um Well, you know, my best advice, honestly, um, and my journey was going to Nashville every couple months for a couple years and just getting to know the crew. And, um, you know, it's a small community in Nashville. And 
it's kind of like classes, like, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Um, and eventually you graduate to the big leagues, mm. you know. So um, like comparison. coming back every couple months and showing your face and networking with people and getting to know, um, you know, the people that are kind of up and coming and on the same trajectory as you um, is is some of the best advice I feel like I can give uh, for aspiring artists to just, you know, uh, Kix Brooks from Brooks and Dunn said once, um, you have to be present to win. You have to be present. And it took me so long um, to finally bite the bullet and get back to Nashville and move, actually move. And, and But I worked for two or three years to get a publishing deal, and I did. And that, was, that helped me get to Nashville. And through that, met so many songwriters. Uh, Go okay. to the writers' rounds. You meet the songwriters. Um, so I met Kylie through those songwriters' nights, Mo- uh, mainly the freak show. Uh, Terry Joe Box does. If you can ever make it to a freak show at the local in Nashville, you've got to go. Um, it's so fun. And sometimes you'll see some stars there. Um, they'll pop in and do a couple songs. But but my point is, um, that's how I met Kylie. And then Emma and her are really close. And she, uh-huh. it was just a last-minute decision. She texted me and she's like, can I bring my friend Emma on this right? And I'm like, yeah, come on, the more the merrier. And cool. it was, it's so cool to, to sit down and, and meet someone for the first time and just get into casual conversation about whatever your day is like, whatever your mood is, whatever um, your night was like last night, you know, and let that drive the conversation into a song. That is, uh, I feel like, a good tip for co-writing. If you're trying to get into co-writing, trying to get to Nashville and network with these songwriters, getting in the room with them, even if you don't know them from Adam, um, and having real down-to-earth conversations uh, with, you know, a first impression as well, it's it does something really magical. And then once you establish that relationship with them and you get a good song you never go back like you can write any time together you know and it, it it's intoxicating to to swap that energy and create something fun or beautiful or emotional out of it i have two follow-ups number one is really more of just an observation but i know that they say that nashville is a big small town yes. so you've obviously seen that in in your years there and, and you're testifying to it with the things that you're saying oh, yeah. but the question i was going to ask you is when you write with someone for the first time and it doesn't, I'm, I'm just going to say it doesn't go well, meaning, you know, you're just not going to connect with everybody. Chemistry. Do you ever go back to those people anyways, even though you know, or is it like <laughs> one time is enough, you just kind of get it. There's just not really that, well, that vibe. Well, there's, there's been a couple of times where I have gone back because, it, you know, when you leave a, a co-write what I do is I kind of dissect, okay, how did that go? How did that go for the other writer? Did we get a really good song? Does the other writer love it? You know, um, and if it was off, kind of think about, okay, why did I, was I having bad energy? Hmm. Were they having a bad day? So yeah, um, I think second, third chances are, are always great, but there are times when it's a struggle and the chemistry is off and you just have to walk away and you're friends and that's fine. You know, um, it's, it's pure chemistry. 
Yeah, and there's that old expression, nothing ventured, nothing gained. So mm-hmm. you tried it, you found out it's just not a fit, and you move on. And like you said, no hard feelings. It's just right. an understanding in the business that you're not going to hit it off with everyone, and you're not right. going to write a great song with every single writer that you sit down with. Yeah, the beauty about music is that it all has it's all different styles. So last night you performed at the welcome event for the Lake Martin Songwriters Festival, and one of the songs that you did was the drinking song, which I immediately recognized from three years ago and hearing you perform it when we were at the Pensacola Beach Songwriters Festival. But what was also notable was that you said last night that that's going to be, am I right, that's going to be the first single off the album you're recording? Um, That's going to be the next single off the album. I released We've All Been There, and then I released Johnny Come Lately last year. Um, That kind of got lost in 2020, but I did a music video if anyone wants to go check it out on YouTube. Um, But, yeah, so I've released those, and I feel like this is going to be a bigger release. I'm going to be dropping a TikTok. I'm going to be dropping a music video, all of the things. And um, so it's it's really going to be more of a, a release, not just, you know, me putting the song on YouTube and stuff. So I'm excited about that. Now, I promise you I was only drinking Pepsi last night. I promise you. <laughs> However. I was not. <laughs> I, for some reason, got this in my head that you mentioned something about your brother Last night? Yes. So um, me and my brother actually started this song in 2008. Wow. Um, I was 17, and we were just kind of talking about the state of country music and because I love classic country so much. um, And we just kind of started seeing it die off. And it broke my heart because at the time I lived in Nashville and I was country and there was no spot for me. So I was I was up in arms and kind of angry. And, um, you know, he he went along with that. But we wrote this awesome chorus and it just stayed in my head for years. And my family, too, they're like, you've got to finish that song. You've got to finish that song. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to stop Kenzie there because we're going to talk about that song at the end and we're going to play it. But I want to follow up. So your brother is a songwriter. He is. He is a songwriter. He is a writer. He um, he is an engineer. Um, he's actually building a studio at his house in Austin right now. Wow. And uh, he wow. just put out an EP for his um, his music, which he does different projects. But but this project is um, kind of like meditation music. But see, I have to feel like somewhere in there. It's helped you to have a sibling who does music because people that are music creators are sometimes misunderstood, and especially by their loving parents who can't understand why musicians do the things they do. And all of a sudden, you can go to your sibling and say, look, you get it. Right, right, exactly. Um, it's It's been sometimes challenging, but it's mostly been great that, that I can share that with him. And he inspired me growing up too um he's more on the nirvana side but um he's grown so much his his style has grown at what he records so it's it's really great i've i've loved to watch cody um blossom and just come to life um over the last few years and he's finding his his place in the music world he's finding his niche and he he will he'll get there he's older than you yeah he's eight years older okay um okay so yeah he's he we've always been a music family my uh great-grandfather was champion fiddle player in texas and um he got me hooked on classic country but 
my parents had always had the passion. I feel like if they had the support, they would have done music as well. Mm, wow. Well, we sort of just got started, and I've probably already made three references to the festival we were at three years ago in the Florida Panhandle. Looking back, do you see some real clear and evident growth in your writing and in your music career in general since you were first on the show with me? Absolutely. One thousand percent. It's it's a daylight and dark. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it, it's really cool to look back on that, and it's it's actually— I'm actually loving that we haven't seen each other since then because at that moment in time, um, I was getting support, but I, it was just hard. I was burning up the road a lot, um, and, and just really wearing myself out. But Bernie Nelson, um, who gave me a beautiful Gibson guitar recently, um, he, you know, he was the catalyst. He, he helped me get on, on that festival and that festival really, uh, opened opened my mind up to it, it it was really special because the songwriters that are there are heroes of mine you know and it was just it was awesome to be like wow I'm playing a festival with my heroes you know this is one of those moments this is one of those okay you're you're taking the next step next next level up but at the time you know um, I've been an independent artist for a long time and you know, it gets really difficult when you're driving yourself, booking yourself and playing and everything. Um, so I was a little scattered back then. Now I'm, I'm a lot more grounded in where I want to be, my sound, my brand, my look. Um, everything seems to be finally falling into place and it's, it's really great. It's awesome. It's great to look back on and, and see the, you know, that I have grown. Yeah. And I can actually remember sitting with you doing that interview and it might be the gentleman whose name you just mentioned but i remember that there was somebody who was really really a big part of your music it was bernie yeah. and that he was doing all these things that you talked about during that interview and it was almost just kind of this person who believed in you exactly and this person who you know had kind of done his time and just you know I don't want to say you were in the right place at the right time, but you got yourself aligned with someone. I, it's, it's all coming back to me of all the things right. that you talked about that he was able to do for you. And it was like, wow. Yeah. And, and I'd like to give a shout out to Bernie Nelson. Um, you know, he spent 80s and 90s in Nashville. He got to see the greatest times in country music. And he's a hero of mine as a songwriter. Um, it was definitely a God thing. Um, when he saw me, it was actually the the songwriting competition I was talking about earlier that I entered when I finished the drinking song. Um, that's where we met and he, he heard me and just took me under his wing. He actually was a big reason why I moved to Nashville and started visiting Nashville every couple months because I had someone who had my back, who could introduce me and brag, brag me up without me having to do it. <laughs> um, cause it's just hard, but I love you, Bernie. You are absolutely incredible. The, you know, the latest gift he gave me was that beautiful guitar. He's watched me struggle with guitars over the last few years. And, um, He's just an amazing, amazing, incredible man. So, is it is it your go to guitar in 2021? Oh man, is, it's is it it's the my baby you for it's, last night. Yes, it's it's my guitar for life. I mean, that's that's my baby, okay. and I haven't named her yet. I, you know, it's got to be 
special. <laughs> when the time is right, the name will come to you. Yes, exactly. I got some intel this morning that you have a Uh-oh. roommate who is a songwriter. Yes. Is it a blessing and a curse to be a singer-songwriter living in Nashville and have that be the case? Meaning, I know you can never really turn off being a songwriter, but I've got to imagine there are times when you try and you just want to do normal stuff Mm -hmm. that non-songwriters do, but then all of a sudden you've got a roommate who at any time might say, hey, what do you think of this hook I just came up with? Or, hey, can you help me with this bridge I'm trying to write? Is it possible to achieve that kind of balance, or is it? In music, especially in Nashville, Bruce, you've just got to strike when the iron is hot and you got to react when the inspiration is there. Right. Um, well, I do think both of those things. Um, so uh, it's interesting because I feel like, you know, songwriters and creative minds are so much alike. And we all have those moments of we need to shut our brains off. We need to, we, we got to go in our corner um, and hermit, you know. And we all do that, it seems like, at the same times. It's really mm. cool. Um, and, it, and sometimes, you know, I'll be feeling discouraged and not inspired or whatever. And when that does happen, if he does come and he's like, oh, my gosh, I've got this great idea. Yeah, you strike when the iron's hot and you go for it and get yourself out of that funk. I think it's actually more achievable to balance in living in Nashville, being around songwriters and living with the songwriters. I think it's a a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, I actually live with three songwriters. Wow. So, um and you know we're we're living we're it's it's, it's our house like yeah, we yeah. we live our daily lives normally but um you know we we have a writing room downstairs i just moved in with with blue foley and who's been another big champion of mine i love him to death um but it's it's so fun that we have a writing room we have a a place in the house that is designated for writing and we'll talk, you know, we'll text each other and be like, hey, do you want to write tomorrow? Or uh, what date? Let's get so-and-so over here. And it's it's much easier, honestly, um, especially if you have a designated space and don't bring that into your personal space. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As far as work goes. Mm-hmm. So um, keeping all that out of the bedroom, just letting your bedroom be your oasis or whatever. But I feel like we balance together. It, it's an energy exchange. It's a it's a flow. It's really cool. See, I'm fascinated to listen to all this because as you started to describe that, I thought you were about to say, if you come to me and I'm just kind of in a funk and I just need to kind of be in my little corner by myself, I thought you were going to say, that's what your response is going to be. Like, look, this isn't a good time. Uh, I just need to shut everything down right now. But I like that you're saying, no, that's the pick-me-up I need, and that's a great inspiration to get me out of sitting there with my head in my hands. Yes, exactly. And sometimes, you know, that does happen, and you're you're like, "Ah, I'm just not feeling it. But you just, as a songwriter, when somebody throws out a good hook, you get a it, it's like your heart rate goes up <laughs> and uh it's like it's, someone throwing a fishing line in yes. the water and that fish is swimming around he sees that worm like, he's oh. like oh, and your brain just activates and it's um it's really cool i i love being a songwriter it's it's really anybody can do it i really i really do feel like anybody mm. can do it if they 
if they put their nose to the grindstone enough, you know, right by themselves starting out and always like forever, <laughs> don't stop writing by yourself. But nice. um, co-writing is is a very special experience if you find the right people um, and it, it really lifts you up. So speaking of opportunities that arise, Let's talk about a lot of these live performances that you're doing, first and foremost being how cool is it to be headed to Denmark to perform over there? I'm so excited. I went in the spring, um, and I just was blown away by how much they loved country music. Under what circumstances were you already there? So I'm doing... Blue Foley, my roommate, he's also a songwriter, and uh, he's putting together a festival. This is the first annual, I believe. Um, It's called Nashville Nights Denmark, and they just love country music over there. And he's facilitated this with um, a man named named Stephen Mjork, who lives over there, one of the best dudes in the world. and, you know, the government gives them funding for music. So it just, wow. it worked out really well. And they absolutely love country music. So we were supposed to go to Spain and Portugal and Belgium and Ireland. Those are postponed for next year. But um, but we are still going to Denmark. And if you've never been to Denmark, I highly recommend it. It is an absolutely beautiful place. It's the food, the people. It's amazing. It sounds to me like what you're saying is you were there in the spring, you're about to go back, and after that, you will go back again. <laughs> I will be going back, yes. I, I could move there. I would probably retire in, in Denmark. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Well, we are here in Alabama for the first ever Lake Martin Songwriters Festival, so you're obviously part of the inaugural class of songwriters for this. The Denmark thing will be a first And then I believe that 10 days from now, when you perform at Freedom Jam St. Louis 2021, that will be a first for you also? It will, yes. Um, And I'm so excited to be a part of that. It's um, Operation Triage and um, Civvies Apparel. They're helping wounded warriors and first responders, and not just with health care and money, but helping them get prosthetics, helping them get... uh, their house, you know, a ramp or a handicap, whatever they need. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to meet a bunch of veterans and, and um, our heroes of this nation, I believe. Wow. Wow. So that's going to be really cool. Um, I believe it's only five hours from Nashville, so just a, <laughs> just a quick road trip. And I'm actually playing the night before. Shame on me. I didn't do the research. I just saw the name of the event, Freedom Jam St. Louis 2021, and I just thought it was just another, you know, cool music show with a bunch of artists performing. And here you are saying, no, this is like a, a cause. Yes, it's, it's it's really, I'm so excited to be a part of it. Anytime I can give back in that way um, is my favorite. <laughs> so let me see what I left out, because we're here in Alabama for Lake Martin Songwriters Festival. We talked about Denmark. We talked about St. Louis. So September 5th, I'm going to be playing the Pink Festival in Nashville, and um, it's all proceeds go to Susan G. Common. Um, I'm playing with Chansey Neal, and it's just it's going to be awesome. And then I think there's something that I'm missing internationally also. Yes, um, and hopefully, you know, with with uh, what's going on in the world, I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> what's going on in the world um, might not happen. But December I'm supposed to go to London. Mm. 
and that that'll just be incredible as well. And if I don't go this year, I think all of that will be next year. And so, yeah, I have a lot to look forward to. I'm super pumped. Great. And by the way, audience, Freedom Jam St. Louis will also feature Dallas Remington, who was the guest a few weeks ago back on episode 393 of this show. I'm joined today on location in Alabama at the Lake Martin Songwriters Festival by singer, songwriter, guitar player Kenzie Coppin. Visit her official website at KenzieCoppin.com. I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Kenzie is certainly on social media. Be sure to follow her on Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram, and it sounds like TikTok as well. Not yet. Not yet. But soon to come. It'll drop. Soon to come. (laughs) Additionally, be sure that you not only find her on YouTube, but subscribe to her channel and watch and like the videos on there. Lots of music out there from Kenzie. Do follow her on Spotify, but support her by purchasing downloads of her music from iTunes and other online digital retailers. Keep up with her online, not only to see where and when you can go see her perform live, but for updates on the new music that you heard her talking about that she is putting out. I hope that by this point, you have checked out something that I have been talking about over the last few episodes, or maybe that you have passed the information along to someone you know who could benefit from it. I'm referring to the online class that I launched at interviewtipscourse.com. It provides close to 30 tips to maximize those opportunities when you're the guest on a TV or a radio show or a podcast or some other interview. Plus, I have a module with more than 15 sources for how to potentially find more interviews. I should have taken that class. (laughs) (laughs) Learn from Kenzie. (laughs) This is in on-demand video format. So you go at your own pace, and I've also included handy PDFs that you can download to supplement what I'm teaching across all that content. Go to interviewtipscourse.com and get started towards getting better results from the interviews you're getting booked into so that you'll sell more music, more books, get more clients, whatever it is that you want to gain when you are in the guest seat. Kenzie, let's back up to a couple things that I just mentioned in there. For starters, I made reference to all the music you have online. Our first interview was in October 2018, and then, wow, in 2019, you went nuts. I I count four different singles that you released that year, plus one more song that you were featured on. So I think you had a premonition that the world was going to shut down in 2020 and just said, I'm going to release lots of music throughout 2019. I had big plans for 2020, and Ah. a lot of things were lined up, and it all just went kaboom. Wow. So I had to reassess and realign. And um, also, when we talked back then, I said my album would probably be out that year. Well, what I had been working on came back to me, and I had to just throw it in the trash and start over. So that's why that's the delay on on the music. Tell the (laughs) listeners how big my eyes got when you said I had to throw it away. I'm like, what? Yeah, that hurt. (laughs) So you're saying that all that music you were releasing in 2019 was a strategy because you were trying to build towards what you thought was going to happen in 2020. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, we, you know, it came to a halt, but that's okay. You know, sometimes you do need to step, take a step back and reassess. And it's worked out because now I have a management team and um, I'm going to have merch out. I'm going to I got a logo. I'm so excited. <laughs> so um, my socials will be up to date, my, my website. And awesome. So we're making awesome. moves. 
And that song that I referred to, I said you did four singles, and then I saw another one that you were featured on. And I believe this year there was a song that was re- released that was, I'm holding up air quotes, listeners, featuring Kenzie Coppin. You're getting some opportunities mm-hmm. to sing on other people's projects. Yes, that's one of my favorite things to do. I've, I've, and I've been asked quite a bit over the years, which is a huge compliment. Um, yeah, so I, if you go to Spotify, you can see on there, um, if you go down to the bottom of my page, um, it says Kinsey Coppin appears on, and all of those duets mm. will come up. So yeah, I've I really enjoy recording with other people. So hint hint, <laughs> hint hint, you can send me a message. But so are people? I want to make sure I'm understanding this. Are they just asking for your voice on those songs? You're not doing any writing. You're not playing guitar. There were a couple songs that I wrote. Yeah, um, Cody Bryan, the the Haze. I wrote that with him, yeah. and we did that as a duet. Um, and I believe. I'd have to I'd have I'd have to look back but um but yeah I I've, I've done a couple written a couple of the songs but mostly it's it's artists coming to me and saying yeah I really would love your voice on here and yeah, it's so much fun It's such a cool compliment because you do wear these these different hats am I a songwriter am I a guitar player am I a singer am I a recording artist which is putting it all together at once and all of a sudden someone says I really love your voice and I'd love to get your voice on my song and you go really me thanks i'm so yeah, yeah it's a huge way, compliment yes. yes always yes um i've done a lot of harmony work as well mm. it's and west hightower shout out to him for for teaching me uh the right way to harmonize um but i love studio work i love uh recording i've been recording in the studio since i was nine years old so it's one of my favorite things to do so um any duets out there i'm i'm game i'm down to clown let's do you're down to clown that's a new (laughs) one i like that (laughs) let's do a very quick little detour here because i loved something that you just said that someone taught you the proper way Mm -hmm. to duet so without opening up the suitcase full of secrets just kind of maybe a real quick what is a common mistake that someone does with duets or the misconception well, versus s- the right way that that duet should be done well i was referring to the harmonies actually i'm sorry that yeah, yeah, yeah um, i'm sorry so there's different parts you know that you sure. that you can pick sure. when you do harmonies and and if you're doing three parts um there's just certain there's certain frequencies that that work better together um in country music so I got to sit back and watch him do it at his house um, and layer them, you know, layer the harmonies. And he taught me a little bit about Pro Tools and stuff Mm. like that. But I guess a common mistake would be, I don't know, I'd I'd say that's my, my best tip is to find the right frequencies that sound the best with the, uh, the, the melody. As opposed to going into it thinking that you already know, hey, step aside, I got this. I know what's going to sound right. Good. Be Maybe able to be directed. Really. <laughs> definitely, definitely open yourself up to being directed, but stand your ground if you know what you're doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but you do have to. It takes a long time to learn. But my best advice, if you want to, you know, learn how to harmonize, start harmonizing on all all the songs in the car, even if it sounds weird to you. Um, just sing along with the harmony singers, and and that will give you mm. kind of a roadmap on on where to start. Because you can take a chord and find, you know, three part harmony, four parts even, 
um, that's, yeah. I like that. And I like the exercise because the natural tendency is to be in the car and sing along with the lead vocal instead of with the harmony. Yes. And so that's how I was actually just a natural harmony singer when I was young. Wes was able to boost that into a new level, but... Um, I would just sing along. <laughs> My sister hated me. She It would drive her crazy because I sang harmony on every song in the car from, like, <laughs> the first word to the end of the oh song. <laughs> so, you know, I'd have to find that harmony, but that was so fun for me. Um, so that's that's my best tip. Get in the car. Don't worry about sounding weird. Just find find what sounds good and sing with the harmony singer and you'll find it is it a foregone conclusion that you do your own harmonies on your own recordings yeah um and on this record i did it's it's about 50 50 i I got a couple different voices on some songs but um but i do like to do my own harmonies one other thing that i want to go back to is the fact that i plugged your youtube channel Mm -hmm. And you actually mentioned what I'm about to ask about earlier in the interview. On that YouTube channel, there is a proper music video that you put out in August 2020 for a song of yours called Johnny Come Lately. Where was that video shot? When was that video shot? Just talk about the making of that project. I was watching the whole video this morning as I was writing the interview. Yeah, it was so fun. Um, so It, was it looked like you had fun. It was so way. much fun. Um, yeah, those are all like some of the... Most of the people in that video are some of my favorite people in the world, and it's kind of my Nashville family um, and the bar that I was working at. So it's funny, during the pandemic, during the shutdown, um, the place that I work at was kind of breaking the rules a little, and I'm sure there's other places that did the same. Um, But I was helping them out. I started working there. Um, because obviously I wasn't, I couldn't play shows and mm-hmm. I wasn't making any money. So that place literally saved me and they're, they're a family to me. Mm. Um, but <laughs> I started working there and, uh, I was like, man, I, I really want to release Johnny come lately, but I want to do a music video. And my buddy, Monsell Allen, who go check him out. He does really great photography and video work, but he was like, man, I need to build my portfolio. I've never done a music video. I want, you know, I just, and it was one camera and, um, it was just him. It was so awesome. But so we, you know, did this video kind of, kind of, it was, it was so homemade and so, so organic. We went to my buddy, Joey Green's house. Um, and we call it the boo hickey cause it's like out in the sticks and, um, it's just the perfect house to, to film in. So we did it there. And then I had the idea to get the crew and the, and the regulars together at players and have them be in the video as well. And, and just have a great time, you know? So it was so much fun because, you know, the world was kind of shut down, but we were acting like, you know, And so then as a result, that's why when we see you out on the road, Obviously, that's somewhere in Nashville. I'm just going to say yeah, Tennessee. West Nashville. But obviously, mm-hmm. you didn't have to worry about traffic coming because it was the shutdown, it was the pandemic, and so yes. you were able to go out there and. So film they that live scene. actually on that road, and that road is uh, okay. gorgeous. And it, and I was like, as soon as I drove through that place, I said, I want to do a photo shoot or something here. It just worked out so well. Um, Mon- Monsell is incredible. Um, 
So yeah, y'all should go check him out. Go check the video out on YouTube. It's yeah, Johnny Come absolutely. Lately. Yeah, and, and just the fact that here you were saying, I really want to do a video for the song, and here he is saying, I really want to need to do a music video for my... It's like, boy, the two worlds just converged at the perfect time. And honestly, that's the beauty of Nashville, um, because there's so many different creatives doing so many different jobs and wanting to be in those higher positions. Videographers, photographers, um, you know caters even mm. like and then this nash bash collective urban bay photography that just started um the photo shoot i just did you know it's it's an affordable price for three different locations hair and makeup done photo shoot a little bit of video and you get all these contacts um you know it's entrepreneurs and small business creative minds that are doing this yeah. and kind of building this so we we all need help and we're yeah. it's so cool that we can kind of trade our art you know i love it you build my portfolio you don't charge me a you know an arm and a leg yeah. it's it just yeah. works out really I well I yeah i keep saying let's back up so let's talk about something Sorry, I I, mentioned. I, i'm rambling no yeah. that's okay now i'm going to go back to something i said way back at, at the intro which was that you had a top 10 song in Belgium. Yes. Congratulations. What song was that, and how were you able to get on the charts over there? <laughs> so I did some uh, studio work at um, Round Room Studios with Angela Shelton, and she's friends with a man that is a DJ over there. And um, she sent him my song, like, listen to this, and, and he reached out, and he's like, do you mind if I play this? Which song? We've all been there. It's the one that I released this year. Um, so he loved it, and he started playing it. And before I knew it, it was number four. It got up to number oh four in a couple of weeks. And I was like, what? In Belgium? This is so cool. So I was supposed to go in September. Mm. But I'll be I'll be back there um, for sure. But, yeah, it's his name's Jimmy, and, and what a guy. I think it's Co- Conan or Cohen. Um I'm, I'm probably not saying it right because too cool. Yeah, too cool. I do want to give you a chance to talk about the clothing sponsor yes. that you have. Share with the audience about that deal. Yes. So Cheyenne Ranch Boutique is a Texas-based uh, clothing store. It's women's clothing, and I think they will add a men's line as, uh, eventually. But they have been so good to me. They've been open for about a year. They just opened a storefront in, in Fort Worth area, and they have some of the best clothes and some of the best styles. It's all hand-picked by the owner. Um, a lot of it is, is rare and handmade, and if they run out, they run out. You know, like you're not going to wow. get that item ever again. So it's it's a really special boutique. All the jewelry is made by um, Native Americans in New Mexico and, and I believe Indiana. I could be getting that wrong. but um, So it's it's really great. Uh, you should go check them out. Cheyenne Ranch, C-H-E-Y-E-N-N-E, Ranch Boutique, and get you something. I mean, it, and there's affordable stuff, and then there's high-end stuff. Um, but so when people look online and they see, like, this newest photo shoot right. that you've done, maybe the video once that gets done right. or the drinking song— you're probably going to be wearing clothes in there that are from absolutely uh, pretty much everything you you see me wear i'm going to be wearing something of theirs an item from their is store is it a formal 
I'm going to say written agreement, but is it very spelled out? And, and you will wear this in your photo shoot and you no. will wear this in your shows and you will wear this in, or is it just, no, like, it's, it's kind of like what we we're talking about with the, the photographer videographer. Um, you, you're trading your art for the promotion basically. So it's no, it's not like they're directing me to do this, that or the other, but it's They've benefiting me, you to wear it. Right. Because you go, mm-hmm. I got something nice to wear on stage. I got something nice to wear to a photo shoot. Like, and why it's my style. I? You know, it's it's completely my style. And um, I love the fact that she is close with, like, the people that hand make the stuff um, and the retailers. But I, I don't know about that part. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that made sense. No, I get it. I get it. But you can edit that out, right? (laughs) (laughs) Since we're here at the Lake Martin Songwriters Festival, I'm curious to know what will go on while you're here, meaning I know that you're performing three times, and those are certainly good opportunities to gain some new fans, sell some music, get more social media followers, etc., all that is great. Don't misunderstand me. If if all that comes from being here, mm-hmm. plus pictures and video, of course, and, and talking to your friend Bruce for this podcast again, mm-hmm. then it's a successful trip. But since it feels like you already know most, if not all, of the songwriters here, will you try to get together and write with one or more of them? Or is it a case of, no, nah, I'm good. We can write together anytime. I don't need to come all the way here to do it with them this week. Um, It's kind of a 50-50 thing. Um you know, we enjoy each other's company so much. So like last night, Emma and Cameron Havens were talking about writing today and they probably, they probably got started on something, you know, she's back at the house. And so sometimes we'll feel like writing and sometimes we just want to hang. Um, and I think when we're, when we're performing, our, our minds are there and our brains are, our mentality is there and not so much on the writing. Sure. Um, but it is nice to get away. Like we're doing another retreat, uh, writer's retreat in October at the Pace Place. And that's just going to be for writing, you know, and that's designated for writing and getting together and not having to um, find dates in Nashville and when you're going to be in town and mm, all that stuff. I see. So, I see. yeah, there's there's benefits to both sides. And I think for me, it's, I, I just love being around them so much that inspires me and it get, gives me ideas. And so when I go home, I have ideas to pull from, okay. but if something strikes, just like we were talking about earlier, if the, you know, you strike when the iron's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, we are going to close with another one of your original songs, one called the drinking song. Before I let you go and I played that song, share with the audience all about this track. You started to talk about it before, and I cut you off right when you talked about you and your brother. And so please pick the story back up and tell us more about the drinking song. So, like I said, we wrote the chorus in 2008, and I entered a songwriting competition, Larry Joe Taylor um, songwriting competition in Stephenville, Texas. And I really wanted to finish the song. I was like, man, if I finish this song, this could get me to, you know, the finals. And I ended up being in the finals. Um, but I I really, I, I was home alone. And I said, this is going to be the day. I'm going to write it. I'm going to finish it up. So, what was it, 2016. And uh, I cranked it out in like 30 minutes. And I was so on a song, we call it a song high. You know, when we get something really good, it, you you get this rush, you get this adrenaline rush, and it's a song high. So I got song high, and then I played it at the competition, and everybody absolutely loved it. And so I went to the finals, but 
it's a song that's been years in the making and it's it's fairly simple song but it's changed you know sound the sound has changed a lot since we wrote it but the chorus is always stuck true um yeah so i love that song i hope y'all like it too it's basically saying you know what happened to the country music what happened to the fiddle and the steel and um what happened to the drinking songs so hopefully y'all enjoy it uh and whenever it's released i believe it's going to be released when this airs so um y'all go check it out go buy it go pre-save it if it's not out yet and uh yeah and so you mentioned before there will be a video for it. Yes, you're also going to release on and TikTok. TikTok. Yes. So has the video been shot yet? Storyboarded? Anything? It's just no. it's just in the in the pipeline. Yeah, I kind of like to fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> if you haven't noticed. <laughs> awesome, and I can tell you, I mean, this song, listeners, when I play it in a minute, it's going to be it, it's it's an earworm because. I got to see Kenzie perform it last night, and I was almost singing along with it in my head because I remembered it from three years ago. It was so memorable then. It's like, oh, That's wait a great. minute. I know this song. Um, so. Oh, yeah. And another fun fact about the song. Um, it's going to be the first song on the album, and I wanted to get a sound of me popping a top on, mm. on a beer. And my producer was like, I can just pull a sample. You know, we've got plenty of samples. And I was like, no, everything else is traditional and classic. We've got to do this the traditional way. Don't go way. to a sound library. Yeah. I want an actual. <laughs> yeah. So I got a couple beers. And me and my friend, um, we popped the top at the same time. And it was like the perfect sound. And then mine fell to the floor and rolled. And it's just, it was so organic and so perfect. And it was one take. So that's what you hear in the beginning of the song. And I just, I I love that fact about my, about the song. (laughs) There you go. There's a neat little piece of trivia. Kenzie, great to have you back on the show. It's always wonderful to see you. It's been too long. And I'm looking forward to seeing you perform while we're here at Lake Martin Songwriters Festival. Yes, I can't wait. And hopefully I'll be back next year. Awesome. Awesome. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitar player, Kenzie Coppin. Do visit her official website at KenzieCoppin.com. I will put a link to it on the show page for this episode at NHTE.net. I will also put a link to our first interview that we did in 2018, so you can go back and listen to that as well. Engage with Kenzie on social media. So that means follow her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I have been doing all three of those since she and I did our first interview in October 2018. I'm sure that she would appreciate it if you would do the same as well. Subscribe to Kenzie's YouTube channel and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell her you heard her and her music. I now hear this entertainment. Kenzie's music is streaming on Spotify, so follow her on there as well. But the better way to support her is to purchase downloads of her music from iTunes or other online digital retailers. Keep up with Kenzie online to see where and when you can go see her perform live, as well as for updates on new music. One more reminder that if you are someone who gets interviewed or thinks you should be getting interviewed, or maybe you should be getting interviewed more, then the online class that I launched will definitely benefit you. At interviewtipscourse.com, I have extensive content that I'm teaching in an on-demand, go-at-your-own-pace format with close to 30 tips on how to get more from the time you invest in doing all those interviews and a module that has more than 15 sources for potentially finding more interviews that you can get booked for. 
Don't do interviews and come away saying, that was a waste of time. I really didn't get anything out of it. Go to interviewtipscourse.com to get started now. That will do it for episode 398. Thanks ever so much for listening. I'll send you out today with another song from Kenzie Coppin. This is the one she just talked about. It's called The Drinkin' Song. Yeehaw. It's the weekend about 9.30 I put my boots on Time to get pretty I to the tavern For some solo sipping I pick my favorite stool Now I need some lonely loosening I hand the bar Keep some quarters Need a song with my whiskey He turns on some beats I send you call them how in the hell am I supposed to get drunk to a song about driving a truck? A bartender ransom, won't you please tell me what happened to the drinking songs? Once where we could all sing along, get wild on a Saturday night, go home so lonesome I could cry. Try